0: Hey everyone, welcome to the House Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie here. I'm so glad you decided to join us for today's broadcast. Every time we come together as a church, people encounter God. So my prayer is that you too would experience His presence and hear His voice for yourself. Please enjoy today's message. In my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable to you. Um, I pray for those in the hearing of this word that they would receive what you would have them to receive. That they would be built up, and that we would together move towards our goal of being more like Jesus. And this we pray in your name, amen. You know, as I sit in first, the first service, and I feel it again, this service, I, I, want, I want to slow down a bit. Because those who know me know I can get a little hypey. Get a little Excited. You know, but I love God. I mean, I can't help it. Sometimes I just, you know, you know, he's, you know, I, I, you know, I, I might dance out of my clothes if I'm not careful. But I, I, do, I, 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 I do love Him so much, and I get excited about sharing the Word. And sometimes I, you know, but today I want to try to slow down a bit, just a bit, because um, I'm, I'm feeling that this this subject this morning, it's important that I land it with you uh, properly, okay? So this is the, the second um, in this series, the Kingdom Warrior series. I mentioned in the first service, I kind of put Pastor Jamie on the spot when I said, hey, I'm gonna do, I think this is a three-part service, so he, he had to like ask me to come up again, <laughs> you know? But, you know, I love our pastor so much, and I I really appreciate our relationship. And and I think, you know, he's been really, um, um, you know, asking me to lean in a little bit more in preaching. So I appreciate uh, my opportunity to stand before you. And I actually am excited in uh, what the Lord has been putting in my heart um, around this subject. So last time I preached last month, it was the first in the in, this, in the series, and we really focused on what we called a, 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 a principal pillar of being a good soldier. Um, yeah, a principal pillar of of being a good soldier. Second Timothy, uh, chapter two, verses three through five. We're not going to go there, but it, it talks about. Being a good soldier. And I said that, hey, you know, when I learned how to be a sailor in the Navy, the first thing I learned how to do was march. Every good soldier, sailor, airman learns how to march. It's foundational. And I said that every good soldier in the kingdom needs to learn how to love unconditionally. Conditional love is not an option. Unconditional love is not an option. You know, you know, if you're going to be in the kingdom and you're going to be on Team Jesus, you got to learn how to love people unconditionally. And I talked about how sometimes we find ourselves putting people in a quadrant where we're, they're really kind of unlovable and we don't really even notice them. And God was really dealing with me, and I, I pray he was dealing with some of us, on the fact that we need to see the, the unlovable, the, 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 the unseeables in our, in our community because God loves everybody, amen? God, Jesus wants everyone in the kingdom. He wants everyone. And if he wants everyone, then we should. And I'm gonna move on. That was last time. Today, we're gonna spend time talking about the authority of the kingdom. If I'm going to be a good soldier, I need to understand authority. I need to understand how it works. You know, in Western world, we don't really like that word because, you know, I kind of want to do my own thing. I want to be my own person. I want to do my own thing. I want to do it the way I want to do it. I don't want anybody telling me what to do because I'm a rugged individual and that's how I roll. Okay, that's me. All you guys are real good soldiers. You just pop in line. But I think that typically, especially in this culture, you know, talk about authority, talking about people telling you what to do or you having to fall under a line or be under authority, it's not, a, it's not popular. We don't talk about it a lot. We don't talk about being under the authority of Jesus and what that means. Uh, But we're going to spend a little time with that this morning, okay? Okay, I need you to, I need to hear you, right? I I need to know, I mean, I mean, because I can just go into the bathroom and preach to myself. I've done that before, but, you know, I'm hoping that, that you're here with me and you let me know that I'm, you know, that we're on point. Can we do that? Can I? Are you here? Thank you. I'm one of them old-style, you know, African-American preachers. I'd be like, yeah. So I need to know that you're here with me. As Kingdom Warriors, we need to understand how to walk in authority. We need to understand it. And so I'm going to spend a little time kind of setting it up. Okay? So I'm gonna give us some definitions. We're gonna use definitions because we're gonna talk about things. I wanna make sure we're all kind of aligned with the definition of the thing that we're talking about. So, authority, in the Bible, we see it used a number of times. The Greek word, exousia, means the power or right to give orders, make decisions and enforce obedience. And this is the legal and formal right to do so. It's legal and it's formal. It's not an informal thing. Like authority isn't kind of something that, you know, you write on the back of the napkin and give to somebody. No, 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 in in authority, the authority that God establishes is very clear. It's very clear. The next word we're gonna use is power. And this word that we're using power in the Greek is doumanis. So if I'm going to enforce something, I need to have the power to do that. Like, you know, the reason a police officer can enforce you, you know, putting you under arrest isn't because he's necessarily a nice guy or just because he's wearing a uniform. Uniform is the authority. I'm a police officer. But if you're out of line, he's got this thing called a Glock 9. That's the doominus that he's carrying that allows him to enforce the authority that he walks in. Do you get that? Are we, are, are we okay? No, Yeah. Yeah. I need to have a power to enforce rules or decrees that I make. And then laws. So laws are rules of conduct or action prescribed or formally recognized as binding or enforced by a controlling authority. Now, God created the universe And he did it, and inside the universe, it operates with spheres of authority and laws that govern it. The universe is not a random exercise, it's not just kind of floating out there, not sure what's going to happen. No, the universe is very ordered. Because God is a God of order. So things are in order. When God spoke it into existence, he spoke it in order. First, I mean, I'm sorry, Colossians 1 chapter 16. For in him, All things were created. We're talking about Jesus. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. I love this verse because it really helps kind of describe exactly what I'm talking about here. We see thrones, powers, rulers, or authorities. Those are levels of authority operating in the universe that were created. Now, now God created these beings, these, these angelic beings. And when he created them, he created them with authority, levels, we have different types of angels, right? Archangels, angels, seraphim, cherubim, different types of beings. He created them with authority and power together. Like an angel is a pretty powerful thing. I mean, if you look in First Kings, I'm sorry, 2 Kings chapter 19, the story of Hezekiah, that story we see... go back to verse 35, you can look it up, write it down. We see one angel put 185,000 soldiers to death. So that tells me that's a pretty powerful being. That being operates with authority, that being operates with power together. Now when God created man, We know that God created man in his image and his likeness. Can I get a witness? Amen. Man, if you, you know, you want to really, if you just, just think about that for just a second. That we were created in his image and likeness. We were created to be like God. Now, when God creates man, he gives man clear direction. He gives him authority. We see that in Genesis 1, verse 28. Let's go there. So God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and other over every living creature that moves on the ground. God gave man authority in the earth. He gave him a power, a right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience in the earth. But man wasn't given power. God, Man wasn't created like angelic beings because... God intended for the power that man operated in to be God power, to be his power. And that power was designed to flow through relationship with God. As man and God are walking together, man is flowing in God power. Man on earth is flowing in God power. How do I know? Well, hey, God brought the animals in front of Adam and said, name them. Name all the animals. Now, yeah, bring in the giraffe in front of him and the elephant, that's one thing, but how did he name the fish? Like, how did Adam name the fish? He had to go down into the water, See the fish and name them. That's a shark. That's a killer whale. That's a dolphin. Well, but, you know, he didn't have scuba gear. You know, he didn't have, he didn't have, a, you know, um, uh, goggles and breathing tanks. and He didn't have any of that. He had God power. And, and God power and God authority trumps natural power and natural authority. So in a natural, if I don't have a breathing tank and I don't have, you know, goggles, I won't be able to see underwater or breathe. But if I'm operating with God power. Come on, somebody, are you with me? If I'm operating with God power and the, and the power of God is around me and the, and, the, and the glory of God is around me, I can go down into the water and, and hang out all day and see everything I need to see. Because God power, God authority trumps natural power natural authority. That's how it works. Because God created the universe with spheres of authority. And he's the ultimate authority and ultimate power. And we were designed to operate in community with him with that same level of authority and power. Are you checking this out? I mean, man, God was like, look, I'm the big G. And I'm creating you as the little G. And you and I are working together. And I'm teaching you how to be a G. That's how God wanted to be. He wanted us to be Gs. Are you tracking with me now? I me? Mean, yeah, man. That's not, you know, that's not all that popular today. Well, you're talking about being a God. No, God created me in his image and likeness, and I was designed to be with him. He wanted relationship with me so that I would do what he does. I would see what he does, and I would do that. I would see what he says, and I would say that. Man, I think Jesus said that that's what he... Okay, that's a different scripture. But... Are you tracking with me? So the authority and power that man operated in was designed to be in fellowship and communion with God. And then God said, hey, you know, I'm going to put this garden. I'm going to put you in the garden. And your job, man, is to make the earth look like this. Because this garden is a representation of heaven. In earth. So your job, man, is to make earth look like heaven. Now, before the fall, we're clear about the, the authority structure in earth. is God and man. And they're together. They're communing. Adam is walking in the coolest of the day with God, and they're hanging out. They're talking. You know, I, I have to believe it was a it was a fellowship relationship. God, Adam is in the garden and he's thinking, man, God's getting ready to come down and we're gonna hang out. What can I do to make this place really inviting for him today? What can I do, man? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some flowers over here and I'm gonna make a really nice setup here, and we're just gonna sit down and 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 God's gonna talk to me about what it means to be God. And we're going to fellowship and we're going to know each other and there's going to be intimacy and we're going to to grow together. And as Adam and Eve do that and they begin to populate and replenish the earth, then they're going to teach their kids how to do that. Those kids are going to teach their kids how to do that. And ultimately, the earth is going to be populated with beings that look like and act like God. That was God's design. That was his original intention. We can't forget that. God wants the earth to look like heaven. Yes, yes. Right, amen. But Adam and Eve kind of missed it. Big time. And through their disobedience, they relinquished their authority to, to Satan. And after that, the authority in the earth looks like this. It's God, Satan, man, everything else. And as soon as Satan puts himself between God and man, Satan begins to put his kingdom in place. He begins to put his way of doing things in the earth. He begins to put his level of government and authority in the earth such that man Boy, we read in in Genesis, man, God, like, man, I repent that I even made man. I mean, it it got that bad. Because because man is no longer communing with God. Man is no longer in alignment with heaven. Man is now just doing his own thing. And Lucifer is setting up a kingdom that's designed to destroy what God made. Because Lucifer hates God. Lucifer hates man because he's looking at man going, man. God made you to be like him. And Satan, we know if we read, he wanted to be like God. So he hates us because we're where he wanted to be. Are you catching that? So, but now in the earth, there's a different authority level. So Jesus comes on the scene. I love it. Now before, you know, now it's interesting when I talk about authority, like, so Satan shows Jesus all the kingdoms in the world. If you go to Matthew chapter four, you know, the, the temptation of Jesus, a lot of us know that story. Satan brings Jesus to a high level and he shows Jesus all of the kingdoms of the world, their splendor, their glory. And he says to Jesus, Hey, All these kingdoms I'll give to you if you just bow down and worship me. Now, if Satan wasn't able to do that, Jesus would have said, what are you talking about? He said, you're a liar. Get out of here. But that's not what Jesus said because he recognized at that time that the authority in the earth was Satan, but the cross. That's why I love what, what Pastor Doyle was saying. But the cross, because the because the cross was the event that was the that was the defining event where God's authority and rule was reestablished in the earth. Go to Matthew twenty. I love this. Matthew twenty-eight, verse eighteen, because Jesus said it. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority. Somebody say all. all. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the final authority in the earth. He's the final authority. Hit. He, he sets the rules. He sets the agenda. He is the final authority." He's the final authority. Yes, thank you. But, so people ask, well, Jesus, if you're the final authority, why don't you just kick Satan out and just finish the job? And I say, because Jesus put in place authority, rules, and responsibilities so that we would do that. Like, it's very similar to, why didn't God kick Satan out of heaven? Why did he have Michael do it? Like, if he wanted to, God could have absolutely just picked Satan up and threw him out of heaven. But that's not what happened. And the reason it, wasn't, it didn't happen that way is because God established the authority and power scheme and, you know, necessary to enforce all the things he wants to enforce, it would be demeaning for the for the for the Creator of the universe to stoop down to the level of his creation to handle his creation like that, when he put in rules and responsibilities and authorities and spheres to to handle that. See, I think sometimes as Christians we're trying to ask, well, God, why don't you do something? And God's like, because I've given you to do it. I mean, the reason, you know, it's like, well, Lord, why don't you come down? It's because I gave you the authority and power to do it yourself. Like, why would I come down and do your job? Oh, man, I'm sorry. That might be a little tough. Why? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it's going to be a little tough. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough. Because, because, because sometimes I think in, in the church we forget that the authority and power that we're supposed to flow in, God gave us everything we need to do everything he's called us to do. And it would be demeaning for him to come down and do the job he told us to do. Like, you know, I I was in the military. and You know, the captain of the ship, he'd he'd walk around and he said, man, you know, this deck is dirty. He'd tell some guys to swab the deck. And he'll come back and if the deck's not swabbed, he's not going to swab it. Like if the deck is dirty and the captain says he wants the deck clean, the captain's not going to get down there and clean the deck. No, the captain is going to enforce the order that he gave to make sure the deck gets cleaned. Because it would be demeaning for a captain of a battleship to go down and swab a deck that needs to be cleaned. Oh, I'm going to come over here. So, so, so wouldn't it be, so, so if, if that's the natural example, why as believers are we looking for God to come down and do things that he has commanded us to do? Oh, man. So, why why all this foundation? Why why did I spend all this time on, on that? Because I'm trying to help us to understand that the way the universe has been designed, the way God intends for us to operate is through this lens. God created us to be like him. God created us to, to relate to him. And God has given us a certain amount of authority and things to do in the earth. Now, the difference between Adam and now is there is, there is a kingdom of darkness in the earth that needs to be dealt with. And, and it's still there. But praise be to God it's subject to Jesus he's the king of kings lord of lords he has final authority so every kingdom in the earth is ultimately subject to his authority so i shouldn't be afraid of the kingdom of darkness when i'm operating in god power i should not be afraid of the kingdom of darkness when I'm aligned with the king of kings and the Lord of lords, I should, only, I should now be thinking about doing what he's called me to do. Okay, so now, how does, how does that work? You know, I thought about um, my son Isaiah, who's here. Um, <laughs> I'm putting him on the spot. Um, back in April, he was commissioned as an officer in the Navy. And And I thought about commission commissioning, because that is the formal process that we use to uh, to delegate authority. So before he was a commissioned officer, he's just a guy. But when he stands before, you know, the, the admiral or the captain, and he's sworn in, and he takes the oath of office, and, 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 and there's all this protocol. Once he becomes a commissioned officer, he now has the weight of the United States Navy behind him based on the authority he's operating as an officer. And there's no question. He shows up as an O-1. Everybody in the Navy understands what no one can do what he can tell certain people to do what he can't tell other people to do he's he's very clear he's inside a structure that has authority and there is power tied to his authority i e if he tells somebody to do something and they don't do it and it's a lawful order he has the weight of the us navy behind him to make sure that thing happens makes sense and as believers, we're all commissioned by Jesus. Now, now, a commission is an instruction, a command, or a duty given to a person or a group. We talk a lot about the great commission. Jesus gives us the great commission. Now, therefore, go and make disciples of nations. We, all, we, we get that. But we have to understand that, that Jesus, I mean, that's what he does. I mean, you look in Luke chapter 9, he commissioned the 12. Gave them, gave them a duty. Said, hey, I want you out to go. And he gave them power to heal. Cast out demons. So they had power. Duminous, remember we talked about that? And he had authority. Jesus gave them the authority to do that. We look in in, in, in Luke, Chapter 10, when he sends out the 70, they come back and go, wow, Jesus, even the demons, you know, are subject to your name. Wow, they're, they're amazed at the authority that his name carries. But in Luke 9 and Luke 10, Jesus didn't have all authority. Hmm. (laughs) He didn't have all authority until after the resurrection. And then he gives the disciples an amazing commission in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Because Jesus tells his disciples to wait until they receive what? the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on somebody. So, so, so why am I setting it up? Because I want to take us back to the garden where it all started. God wanted to get us back to that because God wants us to operate with the authority that comes in Jesus' name and the power that comes from the Holy Spirit so that we operate the way we were designed to operate in the beginning. So you shouldn't look at, at at the Holy Spirit experience to be something that's new, it's actually taking us back to how we were created to begin with. And the level of authority and power I operate in is gonna have a lot to do with, with my revelation about what God can do. As I said, kingdom power and authority trumps natural, which is why Jesus was able to walk on the water. Jesus is walking on the water like it's this stage. And he's not, no issues at all. And Peter sees that and he goes, Jesus, is that you? Bid me to come. Jesus said, "Come," and he starts walking on the water. But then what happened? He looks down and he's like, "How am I walking on the water?" <laughs> <laughs> because he he lost sight of the revelation of the power of the kingdom, and he allowed natural law and natural circumstances to pull into to that level. Why am I saying that now? Because I believe God wants all of us, all of us, he's no respecter of persons, to get a real revelation about what it means to operate in the God power he has given us to operate in. I believe God wants a whole bunch of people walking on water. I, I believe God wants a whole, pe- a lot of people just translating from here to there. Like I'm in Minneapolis, I need to be in Tokyo tomorrow. Okay, boom, boom, I'm in Tokyo tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not on any flight, I didn't take a first class trip. No, no, I just translated there because God, hey, we've seen people do it in the Bible. So if we've seen it done in the Bible once, it can be done again. I think it's, hello, am I, am I alone? No, no, no. I I truly believe God wants the church to begin to operate the way he designed man to operate. And he designed man to operate in communion with him in his power. He didn't tell Adam, oh, you know, I'm only going to give you a little bit of my power. He, there was, no. (laughs) He said, man, as long as you're operating with me, you got full access. Full access. Everything in me is in you. Everything I have, you have. Everything I've got, I'm giving to you. Am am I alone? That's what God wants. He wants us to operate and flow in that level of authority and power in the earth. Now, I'm going to take it back to me. Like, how does that work for me, Austin? Like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. But what about me? I believe God has an individual commission for every person. God has a calling for us. God has a desire. He has a purpose. He has, he has something he's called every individual to do. But I can't tell you what that is. Only the Father can. The father wants every human being to know who they're called to be, what they're commissioned to do. But you can't find that out without spending time with the person who's given you the commission. I won't know who I am if I don't spend time with God so he can tell me who I am. I have to purpose in my life to spend time with the Father so that he can tell me who I am. He can identify, he can can unlock my identity. I can't expect anybody to do that. I can't expect my mom to do that, or my dad, or my sister, or my pastor. No, no, I've got to spend time with the Father to understand who I am. And let me tell you something he wants you to know yes, he, does. he wants he wants us to, he wants you to know he, he wants to spend time with you to tell you who you are. but we're busy. We live in a world that's moving fast. I go to school, I go to high school, I take the ACT test, I go to college, you know and I think I might want to be this or that and and then and I and I and I allow the world and circumstance and things around me to tell me who I am. And God is saying, hey, slow down, spend time with me, and let me show you who I am. God wants to show us who we are. Now, now, that's the first piece. Because my identity is found in the Father, but my growth in that identity. Is found with intimacy with him so once I find out who I am I just don't go off and try to do it by myself because I said in the beginning as Adam and Eve are walking with the father they're spending time with him and he's telling them who they are he's telling them how to operate he's telling them how to operate like a G and you won't really understand how to operate in your calling, in your giftedness, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't spend time in the word, if you don't spend time contemplating and thinking about and and just letting yourself dream with God so that you can grow with God. Now, another thing that happens in this growth process is God is, (laughs) this is how he works. I'm going to give you something to do. And if you show yourself faithful over that, I give you more to do. <laughs> you know it's interesting. God doesn't celebrate you because you do a good job. He just gives you more to do. <laughs> you know he's not going to throw you a party. He's like, man, you did a great job. Let me throw you a party. No, he just says, great job, good job, son. Here's more to do. Wow. Right. You were faithful over that. <laughs> Here's more to do. That's how you grow in the kingdom. You grow in the kingdom by being faithful over the few things he's given you to do. You see, that's how it works. Amen. That's right. So I need God to identify my identity. That identity is grown and cultivated in my intimacy with, intimacy with him. And then the third piece is very important, and we're going to land the plane on this, is that it is done in community. It's affirmed in community. It's affirmed, like, like, man, this is what I'm feeling the Lord is saying about me, and I'm, and I'm sharing it with guys in, in my community. They're like, yeah, Austin, I, man, I see that on you. Man, I, I, I see that on you. I see you. I, man, that, that resonates with me. I, my spirit is in alignment with that. I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm affirming that. I'm coming alongside you. How can I pray into that? God never designed us to be rugged individuals doing stuff by ourselves. No, I know that's a very American way to do stuff. I'm, I'm my own captain of my own domain, and I, I am a rugged individual, and I can do it all on my own. And, and frankly, if I need help, that says I'm weak, so I want to just do it by myself. No, no, that's not how God designed us. We're not designed to do it by ourselves. We're designed to do it in community. I get my identity from him, my identity is grown with him, and it is affirmed through my, my community. That's what God wants. There is no individual person that has it all. Oh, I'll come over here. There's nobody over here that can just do it all. Man, I can, I can raise the dead and prophesy over you. Blah, 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 no, no, but collectively, I think we can pretty much get anything we need done, done. I mean, that's what the body's all about. That's what's amazing about the body, that, that if the collective body came together like a body, there is no thing on earth we could not accomplish for God. Well, okay, I'm just going to build my case. If every part of the body is operating under the full authority of Jesus and operating with the full power of the Holy Spirit, is there anything, any problem, any issue that the world is facing that could not be solved? I need you to show me. I need you to tell me one. Give me an example where a, a collective group of believers operating in the full authority that Jesus said we have and the full power of the Holy Spirit, which is all God power, tell me anything we can't do. Give me an example of a problem we could not solve. Give me an example of an issue that would stump that group. Whoa. That's what God wants. That's why the body is so important. That is why understanding the authority that we walk in is so important. That is why understanding your commission from God is so important. Because when we all understand who he's called us to be and we all understand the, the, where we fit inside the body, and we all be, be decided, we're going to start moving in that direction. There is nothing we can't do. There is no thing on earth that cannot be solved. Tell me, I mean, I'm asking. Nobody's nobody's talking to me, so I guess I'm right. But we don't see that. We don't we don't see that because we don't necessarily think. We're a part of a body. Sometimes we don't know our identity. Sometimes we, we lack faith in what God is able to do. There's a lot of reasons why we're not operating in that level. But I'm asking us, st- house family, <laughs> to start trying to get there. Yes. We have to have a desire that's like, yeah, Austin, you're right. I think, I think we do need to come together and start really trying to figure out what God's calling us to do. I think we really do need to get to come together and figure out how we make this place look like heaven. Because when I think of the Great Commission, if we're baptizing nations and we're teaching them to do everything that Jesus commanded, I'm thinking the world would look like heaven. I think there would be no sickness, there'd be no disease, there'd be no poverty, there'd be be no lack. I mean, I think this world would look like heaven. And that's what God wants. And he wants us to partner with him to do that. (laughs) Do you want to partner with Jesus to do that? Do you want to be a part of that game? Do you want to be on part of Team Jesus? Well, then stand to your feet. Yes, Lord. I walk in this authority. There's power that comes with it. And Jesus commissions us to do that. And He commissions us (laughs) through our time with Him. It's grown by our intimacy with him, and it's affirmed by our fellow believers. How many of us are in small groups where we're just spending time asking, man, what is God calling you to be? What is he asking you to do? That's one of the neat things about small groups, and I think I'm gonna use that as kind of my, 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 my anchor close, which is, if you're not in a community of believers, that are helping you to identify who you are, hold you accountable to do that, and affirm who you are, let's find one. There are people who wanna be that for you. I, I, you know, I think, I, I just feel that we're moving into a time where the Lord's like, yeah, you know, just go to church on Sunday, hear the sermon, and do Monday through Saturdays, it's kinda of like, we could be doing a whole lot more for the world. Am I alone? I mean, maybe I'm just alone. But I think that the world needs a body of believers who are gonna be operating in unconditional love and who are gonna come together in the power of the gifts that they're given to begin to change it for Jesus. I wanna be a part of that group. I believe the house is called to be that type of place where we come together, where we celebrate Jesus, where we, 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 we affirm one another, we, we activate the gifts of God, and then we go out and change the world for Christ. We make it look like heaven. We're called to make the river valley look like heaven. If we're gonna impact the river valley, yeah, we want everybody saved, but we want the river valley to look like heaven. We want, we want the crops in the River Valley to be just abundant. We want people who live in the River Valley to be blessed and healed and, and set free and, 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 and operating in the full capacity that God has made them. That's what heaven looks like. That's what revival's going to look like. And I want to be a part of that. Do you want to be a part of that? Then give God praise and let him know. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you're sitting here this morning and you're saying hey you know Austin I'm not sure about my identity I'm not sure what God is calling me to be I want to ask you to come forward this morning I'm just going to pray I'm going to pray that the Lord would just open your heart and he would speak to you and, and you would begin to get an understanding of who you are called to be if that's you please come forward thank you Lord God wants us to know who we are don't be afraid. Don't, don't be, don't be, don't be nervous about this. If everybody just knows exactly who you are and exactly what God's called you to be, that's cool. But I think a lot of us sometimes we're not quite sure. And it's okay to say we're not sure. I mean, Jesus is a gentleman, man. He's not gonna, gonna slap you upside the head or anything like that. He wants to partner with us. Amen? He wants to partner with us, he wants to do this with us. We're co-heirs with him. He wants to do this with us. We're not called to do this by ourselves. I said that at the beginning. God created us to commune with him and do it with him. It's a lie of the devil that makes you think you can do it by yourself. The devil wants you to think you can do it by yourself. The devil wants you to think, yeah, you're good all by yourself. You don't need all that stuff. You're a good christian guy you don't need all of that no that's a lie from the pit of hell jesus wants you to know who you are and he wants to commission you into that so that you can begin to operate in the level of power and authority that he wants you to operate in amen he wants you to be clear he wants you to be absolutely clear thank you lord i just want to pray right now all hands to heaven lord i just thank you for the people that are here this morning the people who are asking lord for your 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 specific your specific job description for them because lord you have a specific job for every one of us. We're not all the same. You created each one of us individually and you have an individual call for us. You knew us before we were born. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, you knew us. Before we were formed, you commissioned us. You called us, each one of us, Lord. And so right now, Lord, I just release that right now everybody under the sound of my voice, everybody who is standing here at the altar who is asking you, Lord, I pray that this week you will speak to them and that you will have people come alongside and affirm what you've said and that they would begin to operate and move and, and flow in the levels of authority that you've called them so that we can impact the world for Jesus. So now, Lord, I bless the people. May the Lord bless the people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine towards you and let his shalom. Thank you, Lord. I just want everybody to get a shalom hit where the peace of God, where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, just washes over every individual under the sound of my voice be with them this week lord empower them and allow them to walk in the authority that you've called us to in jesus name we pray everybody said together amen give god a hand praise this morning thanks for listening to this week's sermon it's our hope that god touched your life in a truly meaningful way And if you were impacted, please let us know by writing a review or share it with friends. If you'd like more information on The House Church, we would love to connect you with our community. Please visit us at ithehouse.org for more information. We'll see you next week.